Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. What's the spread? You're back in the studio with Miles and Brad. Today we're talking about the NFC North. Miles, this is the greatest comeback story of last season where we had a team that started the season. They were down. No one gave them a shot. And guess what? They were winners. The real question is, can the Bears repeat? And now the Lions will try to pull that same underdog story. Uh, But before we get into that, let's go ahead and open up. uh, I I wanted to highlight the over-under win totals Yes, for three out of the four teams in this division. Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Vegas has set the line right around nine wins for all three of these teams. This is this may be the most complicated division in all of football. Absolutely. The parity in this division is, uh, is really interesting because, you know, <clears throat> I was taking a look at a couple of uh, insiders' takes, and one I saw that was really, really, really brazen, I guess you'd say, is Detroit. Someone had Detroit as their surprise pick of the division. Year two of Matt Patricia era. What do you think about that? Detroit sitting with the worst odds to win the division at plus 900. This is what I have to say about that. Their schedule, this is the start of their schedule. Cardinals, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings. I see nothing better than a 1-5, and 2-4 start for them. So just based on the schedule alone and the lack of improvement that they made in the offseason. Not to say that they didn't make some good moves, because they did. Yes. Huge fan of the TJ Hawkinson pick. But I don't think that they have enough. But I think they have some very winnable games. Like, because you know, out of Chiefs, Chargers, Eagles, they're winning one of those games, no matter what. Yeah. They're winning one of those games. I think they beat Cardinals week one in in Arizona, right? So that puts them at, what, two and two. Then you look at the rest of the season. You got the Giants, Raiders, Redskins, Sorry, Tampa Bay <laughs> and the Broncos, those are all very winnable games. But that's still just what? 7-8 wins. Yeah, so now so there's 7-8 wins. I, I by the way, I'm not selling you on this idea. I see it, I, it sounded like you were trying to. I'm just understanding where they came from. So you have 7-8 wins right there. Now, you got Packers twice, you'll split one of those. That's just historical most of the times they split I can see them splitting team. with the Packers yeah so now but... we got them at, at a solid seven eight maybe nine wins now they just have to beat the Vikings once or, or beat the Cowboys or the Bears once I don't think they're gonna beat the Bears a single time this season but I understand where they're coming from get some help on the O-line get another target you lost you lost you know lost some talent I love the Trey Flowers pickup yes you one got of the Trey biggest Flowers. contracts in the offseason but I still think that... Adding be, Austin Bryant in the draft. Okay, but I still think that they're going to be focusing too much on the running game, and I don't know if on Johnson can be the guy to carry that workload. And also, Stafford may have had his worst year of his career last year. Now, it wasn't all his fault. I, I get that. He's, in my opinion, he's still the second-best quarterback in the division. Yes. Behind Rodgers. But there's just too much... I mean, in Matt Patricia's second year, there's just too much that has to go right for them to be competitive. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're the the asshole of the, the freaking division at all. But I was just trying to want to get your take because someone said it. If someone says it, that means it's out there and sure. it has some validity. Well, whether there's only four teams in each division. It's, yeah. you know, it's got to be out there, right? Whether, I mean, whether you, it's... Well, you you had mentioned last year, the Bears. Yeah. Their odds were, what, to win the division? I can't remember. It was like plus right 1,400. Around, yeah, yeah like it, was, it was insane. And they ended up, and they ended up winning the division. Now, 
going back to last year, right? The Bears do finish atop the standings at 12 and 4. Yes. Vikings have a pretty good year at 8, 7, and 1, but still disappointing for their expectations. Packers at 6, 9, and 1, and the Lions holding up the rear at 6 and 10. I think that we're going to see a lot more total wins in this division this year. A lot of injuries last year, a lot of unfortunate circumstances, a lot of bad offense. Not one team ranked inside the top 10 in total offense. In 2018. Not one of these teams. Coming from the NFC South where all four teams were inside the top 10 in total offense. It's it's insane. This is a defensive-driven division right now. So, uh, we're talking about the Bears here. What do you you think about the hire of uh, Chuck Pagano? I would say Bears and Vikings because they both finished inside the top five in total defense last year, which... Surprised me, by the way. I Based on the season the Vikings had, I would have expected a better record. Especially how the Vikings were just dumping points at some point, you felt like. Right. Like, a, what was that? The Buffalo game. Sure. But going to the Bears, right? Bears. So, so the Bears are the favorite to win the division. Uh, there's no doubt about that. They deserve to be the favorite at plus 170. Miles, that team is good. 12 and floor last season. Defense the, one is of, scary. One of the biggest trades a defensive player we have seen with Khalil Mack Wait, what, what can you do to make that defense better? Get a great defensive mind in there right. in, in Chuck Pagano. But then you continue to build. You want to create symphony, harmony, and just get players who can absolutely ball. So you pick up HaHa Clinton Dix to pair him with Eddie Jackson. My God. It's just not fair. I mean, not only is the defense solid, but they have superstars yes. on that team. And oh they have God. leaders on that team. Miles, I, I was... <laughs> okay, so I'm just thinking about all the players that I name off the top of my head without even thinking hard. And then I was just like, can we just... Can I just take you for one second to go through their starting D? Because everyone out there doesn't know everyone on their starting defense. It's worth hearing. Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Jonathan Bullard, Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, HaHa, Eddie Jackson, I just fucking hate pronouncing Prince, Akamura, and... Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller was the one that I forgot about. Also, how good does that Roquan Smith pick from last year look now? Oh, my with God. A, with experience under his belt? Yes. And you got Cleo uh, Mack in there as well? Looking really good for them. They're um, deep, too. I mean, they're too deep at almost every single position. God. But they ranked number 21 in the NFL in total offense last year. So can the offense improve? They lose Jordan Howard, who was a consistent 1,000-yard rusher for them. Love the David Montgomery pick in the third round. Well, losing Jordan Howard to me was not a big deal. Even with the consistency that he had? he w- Consistency in the NFL at the I running don't back know. position is hard to find. I don't know if Jordan... Okay, so um, Shannon Sharp it, it said something that really struck a nerve with me, and it and it has nothing to do with, col- with, high, with pro football. Um, it has to do with college football. I mean, college basketball. And it's... it's does the eye test match the numbers? Right? So you look at a guy like Jordan Howard who always put up great numbers, but he fails the eye test because the, the numbers tell a different story. Well, I feel like Tree Cohen was kind of the one that complimented him really well. Yeah, like Jordan Howard would have a ton of games where you would forget that he was playing. I like them getting David Montgomery, but I think David Montgomery is not even going to be the workhorse. I think it's going to be the addition of Mike Davis who's going to be the workhorse. That three-headed monster that they have built now, oh my God. It's a deep backfield. Uh, I also like the receiving core. Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. They add Riley Ridley. Yep. Trey Burton emerged as a pretty good tight end for Mitch Trubisky, but it also comes back to our main man, Trubisky. Yes. Now, what's interesting to me is that's probably the longest that we've gone talking about an NFL team without mentioning their quarterback. That's a, But that, their defense is that but good. It, right. It's because the rest of their team is that deep. But can Mitch Trubisky take another step 
in 2019 because that's what they're going to need for them to win the division, for them to repeat yes. as division champions. There were games when Mitch Trubisky looked like he was going to be an MVP quarterback right. one day in his career. Then there were games when— Then there was the, the Rams game. Yeah. Last year, where I think they scored six points in that game. It's, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Uh, their schedule, schedule here is interesting. Miles, because, because you mentioned their schedule, I just want to say first point: they are the only team in the division who have to play the Saints and the Rams. Yes, I had to double and triple check that to make sure I was reading that right. But that's two tough games. I mean, they played in the NFC title game last year, and they're the only team in the division that has to play those two teams. Unfair. Go ahead. They also play the Chiefs. Well, I think most teams in the division. Everyone do in that play division. The Chiefs. I think everyone yeah. in the division plays yeah, that. Chiefs, and I think they all have the Eagles too. But I, but what I was saying was, it's just fa- unfair that they have right. both those hard teams and, and the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. It is, but they do they do have the luxury of playing the Saints Chiefs at home, which is big for them because, as we saw last year, they performed excellent at home. Cowboys at home, can't can't argue with that. Speaking of the Cowboys, with. All of these teams in the division playing the Cowboys and the Eagles. We yes. got some great Dude, games. It is going to be a store. great season. Uh, Bears have not won back-to-back division titles since 2005-2006. Also, three different teams have won this division in the last three years. You want to hear something crazy, though? In the last eight years, either the Packers or the Vikings have won this division. Last year was the only year in that, that the past eight years that it wasn't the two. So, was last year... The changing of the guard. Is this now the Bears division? Is it now going to be a race between the Bears and the Vikings? It very well could be with how the Packers, I feel like, are scrambling right now. LaFleur is coming in as the new head coach, but there's a lot of question marks there. Yep. Let's go ahead and transition over into Green Bay. What a great segue. Sitting with the second best odds in the division at plus 200. My thoughts on this team. This might be the biggest question mark of a team because we could easily say that they're going to be terrible. But we can easily say they're going to be great. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. Aaron Rodgers seems to, seems to be battling injury problems every year. Every it year. Feels like. They didn't give him any more help at wide receiver. Devontae Adams can't do it all. Devontae Adams, uh, St. Brown, Jerome Allison, uh, Marcus Valdez. Jerome Allison cannot be your second wide receiver when you've got an MVP quarterback who needs help. All this lineup screams to me is draft Devontae Adams as high as you possibly can. That's all that's going to be a lot of volume. Yes, he's going to be commanding balls. They start the season at Chicago, which I think they're going to start the season that's the with first, a loss. Yeah, that's the first uh, game of the year, by the way. Thursday night football. Oh, my God. So this division gets Packers at Bears there, so, so that'll be exciting. Um, they made a lot of work on the defense. They did. That right? is very fair. Uh, great first round with Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. Yes. Really good additions, but they're still rookies. Yes. Still inexperienced. Made some free agent pickups. They really focused on improving the defense, which I see where they're going with that. But at yep. the same time, as you mentioned, with Aaron Rodgers getting so much older, he needs some help. He needs some offensive firepower because I feel like he's always had that yes. in his career. They're not much of a running team. They never have been. But he's always had really good options at receivers. They're counting on those young receivers. Which scares like the, St. Brown the, the, the crap out of me. Yeah, they, they're, they're really counting on that emerging talent. They're also counting on a healthy Aaron Rodgers for a full season. Seems to be hard to come by these days. And you know, I do respect them beefing up the defense uh, through the draft, obviously because in this division, you you got to be able to keep up defensively. You're not going to outscore every opponent in this division if you're, if, if you're going against top-tier defenses. You're going to have some of those 14-6 games. Now, having that said about their offense, they did have the best offense in the division last year, number yes. 12 in total offense. That was even without Aaron Rodgers for a large yeah. chunk of the time. 
Uh, but they're really counting on the floor to come in here and change the scheme, change the culture. But was now the right time in Rodgers' career for a culture change? See, the Bears did it perfectly because they brought in Nagy at the beginning of Trubisky's career. But I think it comes down to how does that transition go? I think that this was more about appeasing your star quarterback and not so much as as a timing thing when it comes to we got him for a lot longer. No, it's it's we want to make the last few years with Rodgers. Probably say what four years yeah. of, of solid production if he's healthy. Yeah, for them. So they like I, I definitely understand timing might have been weird, but I think it, they were their backs were against the wall. But because of that, it could go either way. Yes, and a team that only won six games last year. I would hate. I would hate to see another six win season for the Packers. And they missed the playoffs two years ago. God, could you imagine? And Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite athletes. Yes. to watch. Yes, I mean when when he's healthy and he's on, he is so. Him and Russell Wilson are two of my favorite quarterbacks. The, the to best watch. Hail Mary quarterback in the league. Right, <laughs> right. Getting outside the pocket, making plays. Yes, but vision downfield while getting outside the pocket. Right. It's is there a changing of the guard? Because now we have a third team. Yes. Don't forget about the Vikings sitting with the third best odds to win the division at plus two twenty. The Vikings were very interesting to me because Kirk Cousins didn't technically underperform, but if you look at his contract, he underperformed. And Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins said something that was really interesting back in uh, February, where he said he wishes that the season could start today. Why? Because he can't sleep. All he wants to do is get back to work to redeem himself. I continue to stress my opinion that I think Kirk Cousins has done more with less in his career year in and year out. Started in Washington. Now I think it's happening in Minnesota. But Minnesota is actually making a concerted effort to improve the offensive line, which was atrocious last year. Yep. The first round pick of Garrett Bradbury is going to help wherever they decide to plug him in. And also, last year they had, as I said earlier, they had the number four total defense in in the league. The talent is still there. Yes. The offensive pieces are still there, right? Still got Diggs, Thielen, Cook, Cousins. Rudolph adding Irv right. Smith. I'm confused. When I want to sit back and digest this team, it's on paper, they should be a great team. Where are they missing? What Besides their offensive line, what is it? Well, the offensive line last year, and it was a lot of injuries on, on the defense, a, a lot of weird losses. Yes. That loss to Buffalo really stands out. But they still ended up winning... Eight games last year. Yep. They won 13 the year before. It's a lot of that team is still here today. It's just a different quarterback. Yes. And it's a quarterback that I know they believe in. And I know that's better. Right. Exactly. Much better long-term option. I'm still okay with the deal that that they gave Cousins. Because as long as the defense continues to be stout and is able to compete with the Bears on that level. Absolutely. Or try to. Yeah. Then I think the Vikings can be very competitive in this division. I'm excited to see the last game of the season because I hope both teams are sitting right, right around that. 10 win mark total where this actually matters where they go uh where the bears travel to minnesota to finish the season i do too no that's uh that's the last game of the season yep as you said before we go into our accolades here is there anything else you want to say about any of the four teams for the nfc north only thing i want to say is i hope i hope i pray that this is actually going to be the tightest race out of all the conferences because the nfc north that gritty defense the unpredictability tough schedules tough schedules it's gonna provide for for a fun season yeah and a really fun run to watch so impact player for the division who you got 
I'm pretty sure mine, for me personally, was a no-brainer. I went with Khalil Mack. I don't think there's a player in, God, it's got to be in the history of football who can disrupt an offense so much. Just listen to these sack numbers. I'm not going to go through all the stats, but the sack numbers over the past, mm, let's do four years. And mind you, he was out a number of games uh, last year. 15 sacks in 2015. 11 sacks in 2016. 10.5 sacks in 2017. Last year, where he only started 13 games, 12 and a half sacks. And I think the most impressive uh, part for me about Khalil Mack is that I think in the NFL, it's so difficult to have production in one city, be traded, and have the same production in that city, in that scheme. But he's a type of guy who can just do it anywhere. You know what? It really wants me to look up, um, because I don't really care about quarterback hits. I mean, yeah, sure, he had 18 quarterback hits, which is amazing. I want to look up quarterback hurries. I should have pulled that number for you because I guarantee it's got to be tops in the league. Defense, offensive lines have to gear towards him the way they the way they don't for anyone else in the league. Maybe Von Miller might be a close second. All right. Uh, so for my impact player, I'm going to go uh, on the other side of the ball. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And okay. Here's, and here's why. I think that the Green Bay at, or Green Bay at plus 200, I think, is way too good of odds. I think that Green Bay should be sitting with the third best odds to win the division because I think Chicago and Minnesota yeah. are going to be the ones fighting for the crown. But my impact player is Rodgers because if he can find just a little bit of his MVP caliber, and the, and the transition goes smoothly, and what they say about the defense is true, and they do improve, yeah. then the Packers can find themselves in the thick of this race and easily win 10-11 games because Rodgers is that good. Absolutely. But he has to be at the top of his game. Has I totally to agree. All right, so for my Rookie of the Year, even though I don't know what his role is going to be quite yet, I've heard good things, I'm going with David Montgomery because I think he has the chance to get the most touches uh, on the offensive side of the ball they're really liking his pass-catching ability. They do have Tariq Cohen, but I think that, as we mentioned earlier, it's going to be a crowded, really talented backfield. But I really like that Montgomery pick for them in the third round. I like the Montgomery pick. I see that more as a future pick, where Montgomery might come on towards the end of the season, where the numbers might not be strong enough. Mine? Call it a homer pick. I don't care. Because we're going to take a player who was the number three option on his team, who had, and this is college football, Seven touchdowns, 710 yards, 44 receptions as the number three option on his team. And I'm saying that's Irv Smith. Sure, they say they got Kyle Rudolph. Don't be surprised if Kyle Rudolph is shipped off at the end of the season, by, before the end of the season. Regardless, two tight end sets. You know who's going to command a lot of the attention? Kyle Rudolph. Sure. Leaving Irv Smith in the back of the end zone. I predict him to catch, I'll say about the sixth touchdown mark. That's high. That is really high. High. For a rookie and a second tight end? And a second tight I end. I mean, if they use the two tight end set the right way, I can see it. But here's the thing. This division doesn't have a home run rookie of the year. No. Uh, like, like and you have to reach. Then. Yeah. Sure. I feel like you had to reach. Yeah. I and think so. There's potential with both of those players. Why didn't no one say Hawkinson? Well, I was thinking about Hawkinson. I was thinking about Hawkinson. I was uncomfortable about going with the tight end. I, I, I don't know what kind of production that they're going to have. Well, I was going to go with the tight end. When I have two great pass catching tight ends who are going to command a lot of catches, well, and you got to worry about Thielen and Diggs too for Minnesota. Yes, I, I I didn't really I don't really see Diggs as much of a, a red zone target as much as Thielen. So I was thinking he's, you got to put him as the third the third target there. Um, but Hawkinson, what happened last time uh, Stafford got a good tight end? 
He was he vanished. He you didn't even know he played football. Right. So I just couldn't pick Hawkinson. I couldn't either. All right, game of the year. Miles, the game of the year. Um, hold on, let me. I I have to pull it up because I uh, I kind of forgot. Oh, my game of the year. I'm having the Bears at the Packers on December fifteenth. I think that if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy, this will be a pivotal first or second place game. Three games to go in the season. It's either put up or shut up. If Aaron Rodgers can't, Aaron Rodgers can't stay healthy. Then you know what it's going to be instead of put up or shut up. It's the Packers need a win or they're out of the playoffs. One of the two scenarios is going to happen, and it's going to be an exciting game. These late interdivision uh, December games are going to decide a lot. I've got uh, the, that Bears Vikings game, uh, last game of the season. I think that that could decide the division uh, with those teams being one two. All right. Do you have a value pick for this division? Is there such thing as a value pick when it's so spread out? I don't know out? if there is, right? Because we got three teams that are right around plus 200. Uh, I'm so, Wouldn't they all be value picks? Yeah, so if I, I would just rather rank them. Um, so I'll start with my winner of the division. All right. uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Uh, and I think I'd be foolish with that defense. Only getting better, only adding pieces. Um, with an offense that's only getting older, stronger, faster. Uh, number two, I'm actually going to go with the Vikings. Because I think the Vikings have the ability to be a double-digit when team and they don't they aren't so reliant on the pizzazz and the 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 impact of their quarterback compared to the green bay packers number three i have green bay packers number four sorry detroit it's not your time what about you man my value pick and my winner pick are both the same i am picking the minnesota vikings to win the division over the bears i think that the bears with 12 wins all right it is so difficult in this league to consistently come in and win 11, 12 games. I don't think that in this division, you're going to need to win 12 games this year to win it. No. I think 10 or possibly 11 will do it. The Vikings have proved that they can do it with the 13 wins they had a couple seasons ago. And even with the down year, they still managed to win eight games last year. Also, love the Bears defense. You know I do. But the Vikings also, that top five defense really stood out to me. That they are capable of also playing really good on that side of the ball. And they're also looking to improve on the offense. What I will say about the Vikings is that they have a tough stretch right in between November 3rd and December 2nd. They go at Chiefs, they play the Cowboys, and they go at Seahawks. I think that they were the only team in the division to have to go at the I think Seahawks. They go, I think they go back-to-back at, at Chiefs, at Cowboys. Yeah. That's so, tough. All on the road. Uh, and then they, But they end the season with home games versus the Packers and the Bears, which for me could make all the difference. I'm rolling the dice, and I'm going with the Vikings. Okay. I, I appreciate that, Miles. Any last thoughts on the NFC North? It's going to be really competitive. It's it was a very... complicated division to break down. Yeah, honestly, I, I was like looking at a bunch of stats. I was looking at a bunch of trends, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. So this one I went more with who, which, which side of the ball has the biggest impact enough to make their opponents minimal. And... Like it's not like the, the the Green Bay Packers offense is like the Chiefs offense where it can make the, their opponent minimal, but the Bears defense has the ability has that ability absolutely to to take teams out of the game before they even get to the second quarter. The offense has to improve. The offense has to improve for all four of these teams. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but the but the winner of the division is going to be the team who has improved the most on offense. Yes, because I think the defense is going to be similar. Absolutely. So, it is that time. We're going to continue Summer of Football. We're going to do our drawing for uh, what we're going to talk about next. Uh, Miles, I'll give you a drum roll. Oh, that was quick. Yep. Bing. (laughs) 
Uh, we are going to talk about the NFC East. NFC East. Okay. Oof. Staying in the NFC. NFC. That's, that's fair. Yeah, like that's it. fair. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, What's the Spread. Be sure to download our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or however else you get your podcast.